But does the president have a sense that most of the criticism is not of leaving Afghanistan, it's the way that he has ordered it to happen, by pulling the troops before getting these Americans who are now stranded? Does he have a sense of that? First of all, I think it's irresponsible to say Americans are stranded. They are not. We are committed to bringing Americans who want to come home home. We are in touch with them via phone, via text, via email, via any way that we can possibly reach Americans to get them home if they want to return home. There are no Americans stranded is the White House's official position on what's happening in Afghanistan right now. I'm just calling you out for saying that we are stranding Americans in Afghanistan when I said when we have been very clear that we are not leaving Americans who want to return home. We are going to bring them. We are going to win. much and thank the press for being here. We're going to go private now. All right, everyone, this is Common Man's Common Sense. Um, obviously, there's a lot of developments. This is being recorded on a Thursday night, so uh, things are happening hot and heavy and really fast. So currently we have uh, up to 13 American service members dead. Um, what is it? Our time, 7, 7 p.m. <clears throat> Central time. And so um, obviously a uh, terrible situation. Our heart goes out to all those families. It's uh, because of this clown shoes ineptitude that um, at a minimum – you know, 12 sets of parents will have their children come home in a casket covered in an American flag, a terrible, terrible situation. And we obviously, heart goes out to all of them. Um, and some aspects, I don't know that if uh, a couple of blue collar uh, guys like us ha ha have uh, a whole lot of authority to speak on these issues, other outside of being, you know, taxpayers, I suppose. But I see nothing but an absolute mess Um whether I can speak to, to specific things about with any authority on this entire situation, it's very apparent to the, anybody that this is an absolute mess that we have on our hands orchestrated by a completely inept, um, fictitious administration that stole an election. <clears throat> so what you heard at the opening was uh, the White House press secretary insisting they were leaving nobody behind. Um, after the intro music, what you heard was Kamala Harris having landed in Vietnam for something, to my estimation, completely unrelated to the situation in Afghanistan. Cackle at the onset of being asked about what's going on there, if people are trapped there. And um, and then the third video, if uh, Reverso, if you can look at the title of that video so that people could look for themselves after uh, what you heard was Joe Biden asked a question about the people left there, the audio cut, and just like always, the press um, screaming and demanding the people to leave and for him to not answer, and he made a retort um, that he, he would ask the reporter what he wanted to do was the answer to, to the question. So 
Um, and of course, again, yet like same as Kamala, the same as uh, the press secretary. And and I'm not saying her last name because I'm not really sure that I even know how to pronounce that properly. I don't know that if anybody does. Saki, I think it's Saki. I, think I it's, thought it was Saki. Yeah. Saki. <laughs> but uh, they they the commonality between all three videos, they're either laughing or smiling, like. And look, listen. I understand that that could be um, a, a characteristic of being nervous, but it's still not the right time to smile. Like th- this is a. I mean, I can get one of y'all's takes on it, but this this is an absolute unequivocal mess that they have on their hands here. Yeah, this for sure. I mean, this it's absolute failure. I mean, this is a failure to the like, proportionally that that I've never seen before. No. In in any administration, you know, and I'm no military strategist, but I believe I could have done, and and what they what Peter Ducey was asking at the beginning of that, he was like, I believe it was was at the beginning of that uh, that particular clip of the White House press secretary, mm-hmm. he's saying nobody's disagreeing with pulling out, sure, but why not get you know, citizens and friendlies and, and everybody, like, it, it seems like you kind of put the cart before the horse on that. Like, it, it was it was ill-timed, and, I mean, that at best. Yeah, and, and everyone pardon me if I don't have, like, a cohesive thought process put together from all this because, again, the information is moving so fast. One of the things that, that I was thinking about earlier, and, and again, this is probably going to be a kind of a fragmented show um, just because, again, people are kind of, almost shell-shocked by the the amount of ineptitude displayed by this administration. I mean, again, like uh, Rex just said, this this is – we haven't really seen anything this bungling ever. And so uh, my two first thoughts are, if, if you will leave people like that there, and this is the amount of, of um, effort you're willing to put forward, the, this is your best foot forward to, to assist those people – they would do that to, I mean, you'll do that to anybody. I mean, because um, I've talked um, even on the show before about John McCain's behavior uh, towards families of uh, people that were left behind, soldiers that were left behind their families in congressional hearings, the way he behaved towards them. There's nobody worse and nothing worse than leaving somebody behind like that. That is absolutely unacceptable. That is one of the most terrible things I could ever imagine going through would be being left somewhere like that or Vietnam or anywhere or any any theater of war. Yeah, it's probably not a good time to be stranded over in Afghanistan if you're an American. And, and, and look, what, one of the things that, that I would imagine people are thinking, what like so this, this the students from San Diego that are there um, – several groups of people that, that have been identified that are over there. And I mean, it's a, it's, and it's a relevant question. What were you doing there? You know what I mean? Um, I just don't understand why anybody would voluntarily go to somewhere that volatile. Of course it wasn't this volatile prior to this yeah. screw up. You know, you talk about going to get them and all that kind of, that's what that Latrell video is. I don't know if you saw that or not. Yeah, if you want to pull that up, play that. So th- this is uh Marcus Luttrell, the former Navy SEAL that the, the film Lone Survivor was created about. We're America. Call up Stallone and get the Expendables online or something. Just send us back in there. We can do it. That, that's not the problem. The problem's not whether or not we can do that job. We'll drop right in there and pull everybody out. 
We can do whatever y'all want us to. It's just up to, to, to the American people how far you want to let us go. It's always been that way. Y'all set the standards and the rules for us, and we implement them. And it's when we don't get a chance to perform in our duties and do the best that we can for y'all that it actually affects us. It hurts. And that's what most of us are feeling. Wow. And that, that's one of the things that I spoke to last week was because of reading uh, his book and watching <clears throat> a multitude of interviews with him and, and other guys that served over there in that type of special capacity. Um, the rules of engagement held all those guys back. The rules of engagement. And, and I don't want to go off on a huge tangent, but watching um, – footage I haven't seen before and testimony of soldiers that were over there with the Afghans proclaiming that the amount of Afghan soldiers that were high estimates of around 90% of their military was high with regularity. Um, yeah, well, look heroin. What I'm sorry, go ahead. So it's opium. They use that to make the heroin. Yeah. And they use that cut or whatever it is. Yeah. You know? that. But yeah. And, and so, yeah, that's what they were talking about in, in Somalia, Mogadishu too. Again, I've, I've read their, these guys accounts of not want wanting to wind up in Leavenworth because of some small nuance that was breaking a rule that some stateside bureaucrat put into place that isn't realistic when these guys are trying to do the job that you outlined so it makes you wonder, did the American government ever want them to actually succeed in that task to begin with? And my opinion at this point, probably not. There, there's obviously many ways that money was being made over there by politicians. The amount of corruption that, that led to us being there and staying there for 20 years. Um, and, and again, just my opinion, I think that that, that alone, when you see the animosity that for example, Liz Cheney has for Donald Trump. I think that his um, his disruption of all that was probably one reason they could not afford for him to, to be in office for another term. Hence, the reason they did what they did. I mean, th this is this is bananas. And, uh, Which well, not just that too, but the lack of explanation. I mean, Joe Biden is still to my knowledge, is saying, well, the reason we pulled out is because Trump, you know, Trump mm -hmm. Trump made a deal and he wanted to be out by May, and then we set these deadlines and stuff, and that, and all along knowing that, you know, if, if, if negotiations failed, that there was a clause, you could have breached that, gone back to the table, negotiated another deal. But the, the explanation is horrible. Like, you, you, how, how much can you blame Trump still? Oh, they're going to continue to blame Trump for potentially another decade <clears throat> for whatever they want. But I was I was listening to Joe Biden's um, press conference on the way here, and um, it was more of that. Um, and it seemed like it was all concessions to the Taliban, like what basically what their will was. And I don't remember verbatim in the in the terminology that he exactly used. Um, but basically, we're at their mercy, and right now, what they want us being gone is is beneficial to us. It, what they're trying to um, polish a turd here. You're trying to to weave something out of, you know, something great out of obviously complete fecal matter. So, and I I apologize that we don't have any audio. I don't know that our audience would specifically care to listen to audio of that guy right now, which one thing that um, I wanted to say, we have had a massive influx of new listeners in the last few weeks, which number one, we, we greatly appreciate. But one of the things that I've heard on, on a, 
more than one occasion was that um, that the show was kind of depressing because people don't like and look, man, I understand current events are depressing, <clears throat> but I think that Rex has really done a good job and stuck his neck out trying to make you people laugh. <laughs> no. Well, that that, that part. Yeah, is, you should see the costume he's wearing. <laughs> that is partially true, but um, look, man, I, I think one of the things is though is that the the I, the people that I do know that have shared our show are kind of at our level of society and, and working class guys and stuff, and I think kind of this was, you know, this is an organic thing that came from an idea. Of, you know, this is nothing that this came from just an idea, and so we're not professionals. We're not paid to do this, and. Um, but basically our, our, the way we're doing this is to, um, break the news down for, for guys like us that don't necessarily want to look at the news all day. And so if you're not immersed in current events, yeah, it's, it can be depressing, but I think that, um, people not paying attention to the news is kind of why we're in the shape that we're in. So I, I just want to address that. Don't be disheartened. We're, we, and we'll, we'll have something at the very end. Of the show today, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. kind of an example, if if you will. But yeah, really, um, I mean, opening your mail can be depressing, sure. but you still got to open your mail. Yeah. Don't open your mail and see what happens. Well, well, I think too though that that um, culturally, the entertainment complex has put people in in a uh, like this uh, almost a matrix style frame of mind that you your happiness comes from the media apparatus. Fiction, and it, that's that, and I've said this for a very long time. And man, I I really don't want to go off in this huge tangent, and I, I don't want to get on Facebook again. But so I'll keep this short. Um, one phrase that Dave Ramsey has used for years: people spending money they don't have to impress people they really don't like. And I think that that's one of the things that social media has created, and and not only American culture, but probably in a lot of other cultures, is that. People are worried about what other people do, are, are posting on Facebook and trying to compete with what people are posting on Facebook. And if you really step back and look at it, that makes no sense at all. Like you're you're looking again at even more fiction because the people that I that I've known that had the social media that were all active on it that propped it up and made it look like you know they were happy in their marriage and they were uh, they're wealthy. None of that was true in almost every single case. And so you had people get like spawn like getting jealous of things that weren't even re- it's, it's a very unnatural circumstance. And look, man, if, if you're depressed by our show, maybe you should look at your amount of social media usage and be honest with yourself. Are you using a lot of social media? Are you watching a lot of Disney movies? <laughs> Cut it out. Reverso. Can I get an amen? Amen, brother. Yeah. See, thank you. I thought your Dave Ramsey quote was going to be to heck with the cheese. Let me out of the trap. Oh, that's a good one too. I I use that a lot for so that and that that's uh, apropos for so many circumstances too. But uh, so yeah, I I don't we, we had on our queue to talk about the um the press conference from from just a, a few hours ago. But yeah, it, it, which did you listen to any of it? I did. You did. If, you, were, if you subscribe to the show, you did, would know that I just said that. Did, <laughs> did you take notice of anything just kind of odd about? I mean, any more odd than normal. I was only listening. I didn't watch. Okay. Well, and that's what I was just listening also. Okay. But I, that's what I was going to say. Like, the guy sounded like he was either – he would take these really long mm-hmm. pauses. Yes. Between speaking. Like he's listening to an earpiece? Well, he's – yeah, and he may be. But he either he's either trying to sound more presidential 
with his line like build drama. Yeah. When he's when he's speaking, or he's listening to an earpiece, or it could be just out of breath. I don't know. Dude, he sounded or, tired. Like, or the, he could just be like a uh, daughter and old fool. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I mean, which is I think it's I think it's all of the above. Yeah. E all of the above. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> and one of the things that I keep noticing though uh, is. Like, people always talked about Donald Trump as, like, he's a fighter, like, a New Yorker, like, he's a fighter, like, which, granted, being from New York doesn't necessarily mean that you're a fighter, Andrew Cuomo. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you want to fight with a woman to... Well, well he would, like, it's almost like he would have to, he would speak, and then his mind has to, like, he's do this, he would do these long pauses so that his mind could maybe catch up. Oh, absolutely. Which, which what I was going to say, though, is that when Donald Trump never shied away from questions... Very, very rarely would he not take questions because, like, the guy's tenacious and he's, he wants to meet this stuff head on, and, he, and he's a true leader. He's trying to lead and so and, and give you factual information. And uh, the, the the photo, it's funny, uh, my brother had sent me a meme, which, you know, is the 46th president of the United States. You know, they hang them, you know, like, on the, in the Hall of Presidents, and it was the back of Joe Biden's head leaving a press conference. Like, it wasn't his face. It was the back of his head. So, And it's really appropriate because that's... Well, you were talking about Donald Trump never shying away from questions and taking questions and all that stuff. So when it came, when it came time for Biden to actually shut up and take questions, um, it sounded and I I I don't know because obviously I wasn't there and I wasn't watching, but it sounded like yeah they gave me a list of people to call on. He's like unfolding. That's what it sounded like. He's unfolding this paper out of his pocket. Yeah. Oh, and, and, and he, and he usually him, does. He's yeah. done that before. And so, yeah, and calls out a name and a, you know, a media outlet. Yeah, and when he was in Montana. around the room. I, I want to say it was Montana where he was in like a small market or whatever. And, and someone asked him about Vladimir Putin. And he literally pulled notes out of his, um, the, the inside pocket of his coat and read his answer. It's crazy to me. Like, and they, and... The less people that pay attention, the easier it is to get away with stuff like this. But that guy, this behavior, everything about this is not indicative of someone that won 81 million legitimate votes. No. It's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And so I, I think, and I, and I said this before we started recording, and I, there's in no way do I ever want to diminish the lives that were lost today and the overall loss of this guy's terrible, terrible policy but in some aspects, like I said last week, there's so many other things that aren't being paid attention to right now. And, and there was an article that I was reading yesterday, um, and I think Tucker Carlson also did a piece on it. But uh, Joe Biden thus far has got 33 federal judges onto the courts, more than anybody. So you, you could have, with the, the, the Senate the way it is, the only person allowing the all three to, 33 to go through with zero, with zero resistance, Lindsey Graham. Same same old fraud he's always been. so nobody's talking about that. Nobody's talking about how the the, the Republican Party establishment's in our back. Nobody's talking about the amount of the Republicans that that assisted with stuff like this. People like Liz Cheney, how you're selling us out, allowing this bungling clown to pull this stuff, like Kinzinger, which is funny because Kinzinger now. Is uh, it was, he's on the January sixth committee with Liz Cheney? Mm. Well, they're talking about redistricting, and guess what? Sorry, bud, we're done with you. You're not going to have a district dip. Another thing that I noticed in 
in his address was, you know, his son, his son that served, Biden's son that, that served in the military. And, and, and again, and, that, cool, thank you. And, that doesn't mean that your dad's not a bag of crap, and it doesn't mean that your crap bag dad gets to exploit that like he does when 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 uh, Donald Trump, and I'm sorry to interrupt, but just so I don't lose the train of thought, when they were at the debates and, and Donald Trump was very obviously talking about your favorite guy, Hunter Biden, don't talk about my son, he's dead. Dude, everybody, and, and Donald Trump handled that masterfully, by the way. He invokes that at the most opportune times for him personally, which is the most disingenuous and, and crappy way to do that. That's a terrible thing to do. To get you out of a sling, you want to bring this up to try to somehow garner favorability and get heat off of it. No, dude, it's not going to work because these guys' blood is on your hand no matter what happened to your son. If, if that happened to your son, perhaps you should have done this drawdown and more in accordance with what Donald Trump had said and been more responsible, not less responsible, you freaking idiot, because he was worried about not having another Saigon or another Black Hawk down. That's, that was his own words. And look what you've done. You did it anyways because you weren't elected and you're a bungling freaking clown, old-school corrupt sack of crap, Doing the same stuff you've always done. You're a fraud. Didn't want to get bin Laden. Even even Barack Obama's administration, some of his security advisors are saying this guy was a bungling moron back then. He's every policy decision he ever made related to Iraq or Afghanistan was wrong. And here he is, the most popular president of all time. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Oh, it's fine. No, I mean he just he's pulling typical Democrat, um, just. Typical Democrat stuff, pulling at your heartstrings, oh, yeah, you know, trying to talk, yeah, trying to tug at your heartstrings a little bit, and trying to equate his son, which I believe passed away from cancer, correct, and tried to draw some sort of correlation to these people actually being killed in battle, and and the thing, like, they're two totally different things. Yes, your son did serve, but the thing is, these people were needlessly killed. Sure. Like, your son didn't die because some politician. Made of. Well, what's, what's your message? What to is Gaza? happening right now? <laughs> I thought I was going to die. We had a guest try to storm in the. Do you cut your own what? mic? Yes. See, don't. <laughs> My mic's always cut. Um, and I don't want to be out of line. Uh, actually, I, I don't care. It doesn't matter. Um, but what you were just saying about Joe Biden, like, okay, your your son served and your son died of cancer, and and you're very standoffish about anybody. You pretend to be. Why? You know, let's not. We can Your drop. Your son the pre- wasn't killed because of bad policy, right? But what I'm saying is, we can drop the pretenses because the information is there and is documented. Your other son, who's a bona fide rotten drug addict, t- rotten tooth crackhead, not only had sex with Bo Biden, is the one that died. Hunter Biden had sex with Bo Biden's wife while he was still alive and ridden with cancer. He also had sex with her after he was dead. He also has pictures of himself naked in bed with Bo Biden's daughter, Hunter Biden's niece, Joe Biden's granddaughter. That was on that original laptop, not number two or three. The first one, the laptop from hell that was discussed during the debates. So if you really care that much about the memory of Bo Biden... Maybe you ought to uh, cut ties with Hunter Biden. If if there's any legitimacy to the to the idea that you're so protective of this, why do you let this dirtbag continue to run roughshod over you? Which the thing is, you couldn't make the Biden name any less valuable. You couldn't run it down into the dirt and any more than it already is. It's a 
it's synonymous with corruption. It's a terrible name. It's it's, it's an ugly, disgusting name. It's 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 just ripe with with fraud. That's all it is. But sorry, and again, Bo Biden's memory and service. Dude, people don't taint it by talking about the Biden name. You tainted it by doing the things that you did in a 50-year corrupt political career with a dirtbag son that's just like you. Don't blame that on me, dude. Don't blame that on common man's common sense. You can email us at him. (laughs) (laughs) Don't blame it on us, dude. That's all I'm saying. So go back to what you were saying, Rex. What? Did you get to finish your statement? He did. Yeah, okay. yeah, I did. But you can tell, yeah, I mean, even now. He was saying there's not a policy decision that equated to his yeah. death. He died of cancer. He yeah. served, and that's great, man, cool. But and I, I don't have anything bad to say about Bo Biden. Don't know him. He wasn't no. in the media smoking crack. So I uh, <laughs> don't know nothing about him. He didn't have any laptops. About, look, laptops weren't falling out of his at every computer repair shop or rushing. <laughs> there were no laptops. Dude, if, and maybe Bo Biden wasn't going around recording himself on said laptop with a webcam like this whole you did it day in and day out dude there's compiled thus far that we've already seen hours of footage of you smoking crack (laughs) (laughs) that's not my fault you know what i'm saying and so joe biden wants to be like the, the the drunk um abusive husband you're making me beat you no you had the laptop dude don't be mad that your name is tarnished Again, you're synonymous with crap. You're terrible, dude. Your name might as well be freaking Joe Turd. It would probably be better. Biden's worse than Turd. Go take a Biden right now. It's terrible. It's terrible what they've done, dude. It's, and again, I'm, I'm not. I'm not trying to diminish the things that happened over there. The people that died today, because you. you this is just a terrible thing, man. It's. It's. But this is what happens. Look. You weren't elected. You had to steal an election because your policy was unelectable, and you knew it. Joe Biden, the person, was unelectable because he's all the things that I just said he was. It's like going to the shoe store, and, man, here's a nice, good pair of American-made shoes that look pretty sturdy. They're attractive. Not priced too bad. I'll take these. No, 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 no. You want these back here in the corner. Dude, those are wore out. There's a hole in the sole. Like, these things are junk. They're made in China. They've, they've been here forever. Everybody knows these are crap. No, you want these. No, that's what we got. You're, you're No, damn it, you're buying these. Like, that's what happened. We were forced to buy the crappy old worn-out corrupt piece of crap shoe. Is that a good analogy or does that suck? <laughs> Somebody can take the reins from here. Well, you can already tell now, too. Like, there's something unique that's going on even – for like the legacy media, yes. like these people are all trying to put them, like they're trying to put some distance between themselves and Biden. And we've noticed that over the last, uh, over the last week as well. Yeah. Severely so, over the last week for sure. But I think we, don't we have a clip of that? We do. A lady from CNN. Dude, there was a ton of clips, but no, what I have is. is oh yes, we do. I forgot about this. Correct. Okay, well, this was to juxtapose, sorry, uh, folks, but uh, the reason I selected this one was to kind of contrast it with the opening videos of the press secretary saying that, you know, people are, it's irresponsible to say that people are left behind. Yeah. We, we've committed to this. So she said, I wanted to call you out for suge- basically suggesting that we don't have this under control. And so this is the same CNN reporter that, that we uh, – um, played audio of last week who had to put the uh, her she was wearing a hijab and did not have her 
Um, and by the way, for the people that don't know, a hijab is the the towel thing that the woman wears over her head because in Islamic culture they don't want to see their women. Yeah, because they'll beat you like a drum if you don't. <laughs> yes, and they made her cover her face, and in the uh, you could hear the gunshots going off, and she was flinching. So um, here she is, almost a week later, as Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are laughing slash cackling, and the press secretary swears that everything's good to go, nobody's being left behind, and roll it. The lack of clear information. The rumor mill is in overdrive. There's hysteria. You have Taliban fighters with whips, with guns. You have U.S. and U.K. soldiers who are not allowing people in. You have mixed messaging coming through about what kind of paperwork you need and how you can get on flight and where you can go. I mean, it is just an absolute mess. And we heard President Biden say yesterday in his uh, comments to ABC News that this is not a failure. And I think a lot of people outside that airport, particularly those taking the kinds of extreme actions we're just talking about, would like to know, if this isn't failure, what does failure look like exactly? Yeah, <laughs> um, and, and it's not just the people outside the airport that would argue the polling says otherwise. This this guy is going straight past, past ground level, past the basement, to dirt. Um, yeah. There, nobody anywhere with a brain thinks that this is, is not a complete and utter failure. And then for him to get on, you know, in his press conference or whatever and say, the buck stops here. Yeah. The buck stops here after I get done blaming Donald Trump. Yeah. Does the buck really stop there? Because he, he was also asked if he takes any responsibility, which he did you know, typical uh, politician answer and just talk completely around it. But if the buck truly does stop there, then why has no one resigned? Yes. Well, I mean, where are well, the resignations even, that even come? At a surface level, and, and dude, look, man, I'm not that smart, so maybe I'm wrong. If you say the buck stops here, you can't blame somebody else. No. that That's not how the buck stop here, stops here works. Like, <laughs> I don't give you an unequivocal guarantee on this used car. Well, Already talking about him being a used car salesman. I'm sorry. Unless it was like Hunter Biden kicking money up to him, you know, to to the big guy. Yeah. He, he, like all the bucks, they stop right here, guy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, does anybody know here how much the big guy has to get? Well, because my five year old knows this. <laughs> how much does the big guy get? Anybody? Ten Okay. All right. Okay. Ten percent to the big guy. That's 10%. it, dude. Big guy always gets his ten percent, dude. Yeah. Then pocket stay. <laughs> What we have next is some uh, stuff on the uh, coronavirus and the, the vaccine. So I've heard a lot about that this week. Um, on a personal level, a lot of people that I've ran into, a lot of people that uh, come into contact with for work have gotten the vaccine, and that's fine. Do whatever you want. Um, but what, one of the people that I know was asking me, you know, why I might not want it or, or you know, this and the other, and that you know, they their family member had done the research and – they trust this and trust that. And, like, my question right off the top is um, if the same uh, social media apparatuses and otherwise and uh, what they refer to as the tech oligarchies are actively suppressing information the way they did about election fraud, and they are, how are you able, if you're not deviating from those things in reading quote-unquote conspiracy sites, how are you able to do any objective research if information is being suppressed? And I, I have to say it, when Trump supporters are labeled Nazis with regularity, what people was it that suppressed information again? 
of people burn books? Was it those mean old Nazis? I don't know. I come on, man. Come on, man. Um, so, but that—that's my question: is how are you able to do research if information is suppressed and? The same people that are suppressing that information have proven themselves to be dishonest and not trustworthy. Yeah. So why would I trust anything that I was reading that you guys? Well, it's like you said, you can do all the research you want, but it, there's going to be no objectivity to any of it. Yeah, you're going to see one side to that story, and it's the only side that they'll they'll allow you to see. I was actually talking to uh, Devil's Advocate that was on our first few episodes, and he had made mention. Um, because one of his co- uh, coworkers in the same office that they share just got it, and 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 I think it's a, a good point. He just predicted that here in a few years you're going to have those um, attorney commercials. You know, like uh, what do you call that? The um, class action suit attorneys. Like, did you take the Pfizer vaccine? Like, I'd say that's probably a pretty safe bet. And we've got some stuff on that. But so first, what we're going to listen to is. Um, a small clip of a 10-minute interview with Anthony Fauci, the same old fraud. Why anybody, in my opinion, would believe anything that comes out of this little rat's mouth is beyond me. So, But the other thing that you just mentioned now is they're going to give a lot of incentive where that's and backing for a lot of institutions and organizations and places of employment to mandate. And that could be colleges, university, the military organizations that employ a lot of people, some of the big corporations, are going to say, if you want to work for us in person, you've got to be there and get vaccinated. And I think that's a good thing. I know I respect people's freedom, but when you're talking about a public health crisis that we've been going through now for well over a year and a half, the time has come. Enough is enough. We've just got to get people vaccinated. Yeah, so... What he's talking about is incentivizing, which I'm assuming the only, I mean, the only money these people have to pay any kind of incentive is through taxpayer dollars. So what they're going to do is take your money and give it to colleges, universities, um, businesses, whatever. He, he said it, that employ a lot of people and so, and, and pay them to put the squeeze on you to make your life hard if you refuse to get vaccinated so and then he says in an in the almost the same breath that he respects people's freedom yeah that's that was the main focus point of that i would have about what he said and he respects your freedom about the same as arnold schwarzenegger respects your freedom i yeah there, there is no i respect your freedom but and that's exactly what he just said i respect your freedom but there there is no but um which one thing that I would implore people, if you do not want to get this, and because I, I absolutely promise I'll practice what I preach, if my employer told me that you're going to make a medical decision that I decide for you or you can't work here anymore, I would immediately, de- I would gather my things and depart immediately. Zero notice, we're done. <clears throat> if everybody that doesn't, so he's saying an estimate of 90 million. If 90 million people walk off the job, then what? And so we've talked about that before, the power of sticking together. The individuals do have power in, in that group. And so to me, this is kind of a line in the sand. And, and Rex has mentioned this before, that if they can, if they can force people to get a vaccine, there's nothing they can't do. And so I think that would be, in my personal opinion, the beginning of the end. And this isn't this, isn't this crazy do-or-die scenario where this is, oh, my gosh, be scared, depressed. The, the simple answer is no. 
if everybody says no, this crap will be done with. Because what the, you know, and, and some of the audio that we'll have in just a minute will prove my point. This guy has no idea what's going on. It's blatantly apparent to anybody that's been paying attention that you do not know what you're talking about. And so, and that was one of the things that he said earlier in this clip. How, how many people need to vac- be vaccinated for this to, for us to win? Oh, I don't know. And one of the things that I keep saying is all the people that are clamoring and lined up to, to, to get this experimental vaccine, corporations are bad. The pharmaceutical companies, when, when has anybody said, man, the pharmaceutical companies are great. They cut me a good deal on some good healthy medicine that's good for me, takes care of the problem. They don't cut my throat on it. It's affordable. No side effects. Right. Amen. No side effects. And, man, the, the it's just great. It's, it's good. The the corporation, the, the pharmaceutical corporations, are they're phenomenal. They're, they're in this to make money, and they're making a lot of money, and they're charging us more than they're charging all these other countries for this vaccine, up to 10 times in some, some reports. 10 times are what we're paying per vaccine dose versus other countries, and that was revealed in an email chain. Yeah, the fraud is just rampant. But the thing is, people have to have their mind made up right now. You don't need to be clamoring, trying to figure out what's going to happen whenever this mandate does go into effect, if it does or whatever, like what you just said. You have to make up your mind right now, and when that time comes, you act on it. Oh, there's, there's no way you're going to force me to yeah. make a medical decision. It's not For employment, and, it's not going to happen. And these incentives right here because i man i can see it now if they have these incentives for business owners colleges and all this just the private business the the fraud will be rampant just like the ppp loans i mean you saw in the news where these people were getting ppp loans buying bentleys and lamborghinis and helicopters and yachts and everything else wait till this comes well my job not only my employer but competitive companies in the same market as me are all in dire straits as far as the, the amount of employees that they have and, and, and said employees level of experience. Um, there's just not a lot of people working right now. And so my departure alone would be a, a pretty solid body blow to our outfit locally. And so if, if that's a decision that you guys are, are willing to make, that, that's a hill I'm willing to die on. So have a nice day knock yourself out and enjoy this and so a lot of the clients that we deal with are basically in the same boat that if they if if they take that incentive and and i don't know how how um how much that incentive would be and if it would it would compensate well look it doesn't matter how much that incentive is if you can't produce because you don't have employees then you're you're up a creek so knock yourselves out and do that like this is a, a full court press. You guys are pushing really hard. That's fine. Do that. All I'm saying is have a nice day. You'll do. It. You can do business without me. <laughs> and it's, well, and one of the things I just took note of, um, and I don't know that he mentioned it in that. He mentions it in that interview, but I don't know if he mentioned it in that particular clip. But what he was saying was the uh, the ninety million remaining people that have yet to be vaccinated, and. I don't feel like that's correct, um, which the population of the United States is 331 million. And according to Google, uh, it says 163 million or 49% of the total population of the U.S. is vaccinated. So I think, like, to me, it kind of all goes back to what we've talked about before. They're trying to bolster these numbers 
to make you feel like you're the outsider, like you're kind of sitting out there Does alone. Does the vaccine like every, make you worse? Like, like you're sitting out there alone, like they're trying to make you um, feel like you're by yourself and everyone else has made this decision and you need to make it as well. No, that's a great point because that's exactly what they're doing. And, and it's funny you mentioned that because I, it, to, if I'm being completely honest when he said that, I was like, it, it, I mean, the effect... It, it, it not, I'm not saying it worked, but it's like, really, it's, that's all that's left? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it does. It makes you feel like the outcast. That's a very, very good point. Uh, and, 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 yeah, I agree. That's exactly what they're doing. But likewise, though, that's why, and I'm glad you outlined that, because you're you're just not trustworthy no. for the millionth time. Like, I guess this guy, if if you believe this guy at this point, it's your own fault. Because any time this guy's mouth is moving, I mean, he if he says, let me be truthful, you can pretty much guarantee that a lie is coming thereafter. Usually when people say, let me be truthful or let me be honest, they're lying. You should be, like, if you're speaking, it should just be assumed that you're being honest. That's number one. <laughs> number two, um, if you're making medical decisions based off the words that come out of this dude's mouth and not your own doctor... That, in my opinion, that's probably a foolish thing to do. This guy's a bureaucrat. Um, and now, so the next one, and and I apologize, I, I've looked, and I know this was at least somewhat recent. My wife actually sent me this. So um, just to kind of bolster what I was saying, let, let this one rip, and then uh, we'll go from there. Does the vaccine make you worse? And there are diseases in which you vaccinate someone they get infected with what you're trying to protect them with, and you actually enhance the infection. You can get a good feel for that in animal models. So that's gonna be interspersed at the same time that we're testing, we're gonna try and make sure we don't have enhancement. So the worst possible thing you could do is vaccinate somebody to prevent infection and actually make them worse. <laughs> so, yet again, I'm not that smart. I'm not anywhere remotely close to the medical field. But that sounds like a, a load of hogwash. I, that doesn't make any sense to me. We're going to intersperse with, with, and, hope this, and hope this doesn't happen. Well, that sounds scientific. You guys keep championing science, but your hope is your hope a scientific element? I mean, is that something tangible that we, we can look at in a Petri dish, your hope? <laughs> you, know, you idiot. So... Um, this is on the NIH.gov website, so uh, International Journal of Clinical Practice. The header is Informed Consent Disclosure to Vaccine Trial Subjects of Risk of COVID-19 Vaccines Worsening Clinical Disease. And so, aims of the study, patient comprehension is a critical part of medical meeting medical eth ethics standards of informed consent and study designs. The aim of the study was to determine if sufficient literature exists to require clinicians to disclose the specific risk that COVID-19's vaccines could worsen disease upon exposure to challenge or circulating virus. So it goes through a few different ones, methods used to conduct the study and results of the study. Results of the study, and, and uh, this is a slightly long-winded, I'll make it quick. COVID-19 vaccines designed to elicit neutralizing antibodies may sensitize vaccine recipients to more severe disease than if they were not vaccinated. Vaccines for SARS, MERS, and RSV have never been approved, 
and the data generating the development and testing of these vaccines suggest a serious mechanistic concern that vaccines designed empirically using traditional approach consisting of unmodified or minimally modified coronavirus viral spike to elicit neutralizing antibodies, be they composed of protein, viral vector, DNA, or RNA, and irrespective of delivery method may worsen COVID-19 disease via antibody-dependent enhancement, whatever that is. This risk is sufficiently obscured in clinical trial protocols and consent forms for ongoing COVID-19 vaccine trials that adequate patient comprehension of this risk is unlikely to occur, obviating truly informed consent by subjects in these trials. So, the, and the one that, that I want to focus on was the last sentence. The risk is sufficiently obscured in clinical trial protocols and consent forms for ongoing COVID-19 vaccine trials that adequate patient comprehension of this risk is unlikely to occur, obviating truly informed consent by subjects in these trials. Again, it sounds to me as, as a basic redneck that, that works in the automotive industry. You don't know what you're talking to. Dude, I'm, I'm not that smart, but I'm also not that stupid. This, this does... It's pretty obvious y'all don't know what you're doing. Y- y'all don't know. And so now you're talking about booster shot three, four, and five. Inf- infinite booster shots, yeah. like a flu shot every year. Big money. Yeah. What happened to those flu numbers the last year, by the way? Influenza just went away? I, and again, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm asking. <laughs> like, well, that's a thing. Like, they expect you to take this shot that we know is ineffective. I mean, it's... It's been proven not largely ineffective, but definitely ineffective enough to create some doubt. Like, why? If if the risk is just as great, taking it, not taking it, I just assume not take it. Oh, and that that's the, the crazy thing. I personally know people that are vaccinated that have contracted COVID-19, and um, Reverso works with one of them. His family was vaccinated, and now they've got COVID-19. One of my mom's friends had the vaccine, and she died last week of COVID. Yeah, so that's... There was a write-up in the paper about it. Yeah, so when... when So why is it if it's so effective? But you, I think we've used the analogy before. If you have a really good product, and it's almost like with our, our illegitimate president, if you have a really good product, you don't really have to work that hard to sell it. Sure. So, I mean, if, if they're selling you... You know anything? I mean, if if it's a great product, we're all standing in line to buy it. One of the things that stands out the most to me is um, how combative. What I was gonna say? What like Russian ammunition? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that stinks. Um, no, is that uh, the animus of people and and a lot? And that's one of the reasons that I was talking about privately that I respect Reverso so much is that. He um, said that it, he wished that he hadn't got it, and he'd been more sick since he had got it. And instead of doubling down, and, and that's that's a personal decision. It's 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 fine with me, whatever somebody does. But for he had said, I'm, I believe on the show that he had been sick multiple times after receiving the vaccine, and that he if he could go back, he probably wouldn't have then made the decision to not get it. Whereas most people that I've come into contact with bolster because. People don't like to, number one, admit they were wrong or admit they've got bamboozled or had made a bad decision based off bad information. And so for somebody to say, like I said, that that's like honesty and integrity to say, man, I wish I hadn't done that. But what I'm seeing more of is um, doubling down 
in spite of new information. And this is experimental and it's brand new and it hasn't been through all these trials. That that process was was very, very fast for this com- in comparison to other vaccines. And so new information is coming out all the time. Like they're flying, if, as we've outlined here, and I've, I feel like we've kind of made a, a, a decent enough case for to talk about it on our show like in, in this way. Y'all don't know what you're doing. Like you're flying by the seat of your pants. And so, but there's this animus with people that are vaccinated against unvaccinated people. I don't have any loss of respect for reverso or anything. Dude, you do what you want. You make a medical decision based on the fa- the facts as you see fit. That's your decision. But uh, one of my family members was, you know, questioning why. Dude, I don't feel the information that I've seen has not satisfied me to the extent that this would be something I need. You haven't convinced me that this is something that is required of me that I need. And now the the idea that you would force this onto me makes me even more hesitant. And who, and who wouldn't be? You've already said it. Like, why would I want something that you're for? Like, here, it's, it's like any, like, movie. Like, the bad guys, like, spike the drink. Yeah, drink. Yeah, go ahead and drink that. <laughs> like, and, like, the camera's focused in on it. Like, the person goes for it. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, that something happens. They get distracted. They don't. Like, everybody that's watching knows. Yeah, just take the drink. Go ahead. Like, freaking, this is some Jim Jones stuff, dude. Like, take the drink, man. I'm all set, dude. Yeah, I don't think I want it. Yeah, I think I'm going, well, you're going to get it. No, nah, I feel like I'm good. Oh, no, because Bill de Blasio says people in New York are going to get it. Cue it up, Reverso. Or you're not going to get the keys to the city. Dude, dude what, what are we all Spider-Man now? Superman, you get the key to the city? <laughs> what is this? The, the Excelsior Pass. Look, human beings do well when they have carrot and stick. So uh, a mandate helps people to realize it's time. FDA final approval on Pfizer said it's time. Now, the Biden administration could do something else that would really help us all move forward, speed the approval of the vaccine for the 5 to 11-year-olds. It's time for that. Look, if we can get that last piece done, because right now that? we can vaccinate kids 12 and up. We're having a lot of success in New York City. Because I, I, it's crazy because I could talk about this really, really short clip probably more than damn near anything we've talked about this <laughs> evening. Like, and, and number one, right off the top, dude, like the the, the saliva yeah. mixture in your mouth, can you, can, is that lost on everybody else? Like no. the disgusting clip? It sounds like it's really thick in his yeah, mouth. And, and, and he does that. That's one of the elements that, that lends itself to how creepy this dude is overall. Not to mention that the weird expression on your creepy dictatorial face. So... You're a bureaucrat, okay? That's a fact. We need to speed up the... What What are you talking... We need to speed up this process for children. Why? So, expedience over health. You're, you're not a health official. You people are, are acting... So, one of the things that they chastised Trump for was wanting to get the economy back open because that was what was the right thing to do for everybody, because here we are a year and a half later, and it's not because of unvaccinated people. It's not. And we're still playing this game. And now the, uh, you're wanting to, so he wanted to rush the economy. You want to rush the vaccine. You tell me what's worse, because it, by your standard and our standards, both could equate to b- a bad health decision for the populace. Which is worse, to rush the vaccine or let people go back to work and catch it and, and naturally develop immunity to it, which is because I know what my answer would be, but you, here you have this butthole. We need to. It's it's time. We need to. <laughs> we need to rush, dude. You scummy, 
scummy little worm rat well, just bastard. The, just the human beings do well when they have carrot and stick. Absolutely, dude. That's a ballsy. That's a ballsy statement right there. I, I, again, it's dictatorial. You are yeah. a thug, dude. You you have really outgrown the constraints of an elected repre- representative. You're out of control and yeah. you're out of touch. The and that's the thing, like you, and you are a bureaucrat, and like you are just an absolute bottom feeder, just a, a oh, he's turd a worm, of a human being, dude. But you, you need to, you really need to step, take a step back from this, and really think, who really is holding the stick? Yes, I. You need to take an objective view, because which for one. Your city sucks. Absolutely, people are leaving there. Like people are leaving there in droves. Yeah, and getting nobody, assaulted yes. daily. Nobody Shot wants daily. to be there. So and and I and I hate it for the few people that are probably stuck there. They they were born there. They're raised there. They probably love it there, and they've built their lives there. And it's probably really hard to uproot a family and leave. I get it, but you need to realize the American populace, like the people that pay you, those are the people with the stick. Yes, which when when elections get rigged, that phenomenon takes on a different life, and and so and I think that potentially and possibly one reason these people are so brazen is that perhaps they've been benefiting from the same system we saw grossly overused and exposed in the last presidential election. My personal opinion is that that apparatus has existed for a long time. It's been exploited by Republicans and Democrats both for a long time at at every level, including his. And that's allowed them to be this break. And I think I've said this on the show before, and a little side rant. How on earth could the people of San Francisco be so stupid to elect Nancy Pelosi as many times as she's been elected? I don't think that's real. And, and look at the poll numbers for the Newsom recall right now. So, yeah. for the people that don't know... Um, the, Which we've got a few clips on all of that. Oh, okay. Well, then I'll, I'll, I'll pause that. But to say, saying all that, I personally believe that the state of California is not nearly as liberal as the media wants you to believe. You've got the most electoral votes in the state of California because of the landmass and, and the population. So... Um, so they got it lock, stock, and barrel, and they have for a long time. But I just don't believe that a state that large is. It, it, granted, you have San Francisco, Los Angeles, and San Diego, and San Diego is not as far left as the other two. So obviously, San Francisco being the worst. But I, I think that that the state of California has probably been using the apparatus that, like, yet again, we saw overused in so many tactics and. When you're talking specifically about election fraud, you have to remember that cheating wasn't relegated to necessarily just ballots, just anything with the machines. You had the entire mainstream legacy media. Or just a presidential election. Sure, but you you had social media, mainstream media, misinformation, suppression of, uh, suppression of information. Again, think about this. Twitter and Facebook would not allow New York Post expose on the Hunter Biden laptop, the laptop from hell. You, they would not let you share stories about that. They wouldn't let the New York Post share that story. They banned them from Twitter. That's the same ones that are controlling the information flow of vaccine talk. Why would you trust them? If you would, those companies did not allow that story to, to exist. Why would you trust what they're doing? That's my question. So, I, I'm, I'm rambling. So, but 
there was a few more seconds of this um, this pile of crap. And so let's uh, let me hear the rest of it, please. So to getting that done. But we need that last piece. And we need every child in America back in school. So I know Joe Biden cares to his great credit. I know the team's working nonstop, but they've got to make this a central priority. Get that vaccine ready for the five to 11 year olds. And then there's not even a question anymore about our schools. Everyone in the school building at that point could be vaccinated, should be vaccinated. We just talk. Look, human beings do well when they have care. Wow. That's these people are out of control. And then you already said it. Yeah. They think they run stuff, dude. They, and, and and that's the thing, 5 to 11-year-olds, which is a, like, that whole sect of population right there is largely unaffected anyway. It, well, and, at least that's what they told us at the beginning, and I'm assuming that's now changed. with, And that, it's crazy because these variants can, can come about, and then they can attack whoever, you, you know, in, in their mind and in their narrative, yeah. it can attack whoever. Beautiful thing for them, and and I've it's said a profitable before, thing the, for them. Yeah, but the entire time that schools were closed during all of this, daycares wide open, so yeah, y- you didn't have this ripping and tearing through five year olds. That's ridiculous. Well, I, I think that one of the problems probably with the five year olds and stuff like that, dude, is that they're not a sophisticated crowd. <laughs> you know, like what you had at Obama's party. Yeah. So, um, because and and that's the beautiful thing about it, like th- those variants. That if you're sophisticated, you're pretty much immune. Your sophistication creates an immunity shield against you know anything. I mean? Apparently, yeah. yeah. And that's and that's how it absolute, definitely creates an immunity shield that keeps you out of prison. Right, and, and that but that's another because like I said, I had a family member that kind of accosted me a little bit. I, we we kind of had a dis, we did have a disagreement about this, and that that is my question. When you're doing your research, does it do, do you not factor in that? These people don't even follow their own rules. Nancy Pelosi goes to get a quote unquote blow through on her hair, you know, during yeah. the height of all this. Originally, in the within the first six months, no mask, no nothing. Yeah, laughing right in your face. And, and so we had yeah. uh, the Gavin squad. Newsom. Sure, oh, y'all yeah. going out to out. eat. Yep, Gretchen Whitmer. Gretchen Whitmer. Whitmer. Yep, yep. Um, Lori Lightfoot. All of them. Same thing. Having that big stupid Beetlejuice looking hair done. Oh, the bug out eyes. Oh, that hair is beautiful. How would you love to... And what do all of those have in common? How would you love to bed her down and just run <laughs> your God. fingers off? would not. I Reverso. definitely wouldn't. Come on, Reverso. <laughs> I know somebody that would be interested, The, the man of few words, Reverso. <laughs> I just saw him perk up a little bit. He did, didn't he? What do you got, baby? Sat right up in his seat. Talk to me, baby. But yeah. all of these people, what do they have in common? They're all Democrats. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. And, they, mm. dude, they're doing everything they can in every capacity to, to make DeSantis look bad. Just like they did Donald Trump, exactly like they did Donald Trump. So, hey, and which I would have queued up the audio, but if anybody hasn't seen Donald Trump's newest ad with all the Afghanistan stuff, yes, it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. And so you can see it on um, uh, the Donald Trump desk um, website. So, uh, but because it didn't have like a lot of verbiage, like it wasn't talking, like it's it's pretty much uh, it's all news clips. Yeah. That's the thing. Like it's not it's not somebody you know, speaking or trying to plead a case or anything like that. Like, it's actual footage of Biden sticking, like, wedging his foot clean up to his knee just all the way in his mouth. Yes. So, and... And out uh, the back of his stupid-looking bald spot. I hate his bald spot. And I may or may not have a bald spot, too, but I just hate his bald spot. (laughs) 
But if you don't believe any of that, like if I know, I know we've talked about election fraud and we've talked like we've talked about it on a presidential level, but even on a local level, like what you were getting at before uh, with the Gavin Newsom recall, um, so they just pulled over a guy and. There's a short clip of it. Uh, it's a California man. He got pulled over. And so he had, which goes to show that all of your your gun laws and whatever, like none of this stuff actually works. But he got pulled over, and he had hundreds of ballots uh, on this on this recall election yeah. uh, and also a handgun and some— Gun laws do work yeah. on, on people that, that, that don't break the law. Yeah, on law-abiding citizens. So he also had some drugs and stuff, too, so— I'm sure there's laws against that in California, too, but he had those anyway. But here's the clip. Wondering tonight, so was it a voter fraud scheme or something else? Investigators are now trying to determine why it can is you, can you that, pause that more than... I'm sorry. Was it a voter fraud scheme or something else? Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Man, no. I think he was just going to uh, make confetti out of them, dumbass. 300 recall ballots were found inside a man's car at this 7-Eleven in Torrance. More than 300 mail-in ballots for the governor's recall race were found inside a car parked at this Torrance 7-Eleven with a man sleeping inside of it. So that's kind of the part where we're at now with this investigation is everyone wants to know two questions. Why were the ballots in his vehicle? What was his intent with those ballots? And that's what we're trying to figure out. It was an employee at the convenience store on Emerald Street near Hawthorne Boulevard that alerted police last Monday around 10.45 p.m. about the man sleeping in his driver's seat. And stolen ballots weren't all police found inside the car. There was Xanax, a gun, meth, and other mail. He was arrested on several charges related to possession of the firearm, the narcotics, uh, the... Uh, theft of identity theft as well as receiving stolen property and some other charges as well. He didn't mention any charges about the specifically to the ballots. Yeah, those uh, that doesn't matter. <laughs> Listen here, you keystone <laughs> capers. <laughs> like, look, Colombo, I, I I don't need to be an investigator to tell you what he was doing. Project Veritas busted multiple people doing this exact same thing with with basically the exact same contents, drugs and all, and the exact same thing not happened. Yeah. For one thing, this guy wasn't asleep. He was passed out. There's no way this guy was just taking... Just, eh, Wait you know a what? minute. Outside was of this that Hunter Biden? <laughs> Hunter Biden smokes crack. Did he oh, have he a laptop? Sleep. <laughs> oh, and, yeah, well, they didn't find one in his car, so somebody may have stole it. No, I'm, I'm just so, saying, Or is that dude? the computer shop? Look, you got Sherlock over here. Well, we're, we're trying to investigate. The investigation is continuing as to maybe why he had those. This guy's a convicted felon. He's got no business being around any ballots like Which, it, it, any or a gun or drugs yeah, like you got no business being probably don't even have it. a driver's license well that's the thing not. though dude they, they talk about when when they're trying to to fight um you know election reform that that's so sacred the you know the i mean the sacred right of the democracy it's so it's the sacred and nothing happens if it's so sacred, how on earth does this happen? Because it's not sacred at all to you crooked bastards. And everybody knows this. I know I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here. It's obvious stuff. The Democrats cannot win at this point without very severe cheating. And, and look, to, to dial it back to the Afghanistan thing for just a minute, because uh, what, what's the guy, Joe Scarborough, he goes on a tirade about the ineptitude of all this occurring in Afghanistan. And then 
He does what's on all their minds. What happens every time there's a quote-unquote mass shooting, they go straight to the politics of it. And that's what the left is doing. Because like I said before, I think it was last week, they don't care about the police and they don't care about the military. They don't care that those 12 or 13 individuals as of the beginning of this recording are dead. That doesn't mean anything to them. They don't care about the people that got maimed because they think of the military the same way as they think of the police. So you can you can throw all that out because none of that's real. What, what they're concerned with is the poll numbers, and that's what Joe Scarborough was saying. This looks really bad in the polls. This is not good for the Democrats because that's what they're concerned with because they can't legitimately win elections. So everything that occurs, they're thinking of it politically, strategizing. And so that's why you see the press secretary and everybody, they're having to, to do all this damage control. There was never this amount of damage control with Donald Trump. Never did, never did any, today at work, everybody I came into contact with, and I come into contact with a wide array of people with regularity every day, um, at least 40 people today. I've, I've, and now not all 40 people said this, but everybody, this is a mess. Have you seen what's going on? This is a mess. There was never a day like that in the entirety of the four years that Donald Trump was in office. That never happened to me. Ever. Like, never happened. And so, this is what they're concerned with. They're not concerned with the people that died. They're concerned about their, their, their uh, grasp on power. That's all they care about. So, they're, they're measuring they're, all these metrics are occurring in real time. They're studying all of that to see how it's going to affect their viability politically. It's just the most sickening, nauseating, and disingenuous thing to watch you guys pretend to have compassion for the people that you sent over there and for your ineptitude that caused their deaths and that now their parents are going to have to live the rest of their life with their children having passed before them because of circumstances that you created. And so... But when you're talking about sanctity of the vote and, and all these things, and you got somebody riding around high, passed out with 300 ballots, I don't need to hear your spiel about anything to do with any of this. You guys created this absolute mess via cheating and everything else. And there's going to, it's coming down, you got to be careful with what you say, but it's coming down to a point to where th there's not, they're not going to leave many ways to rectify this for the people. I'll leave it at that. Nobody should be riding around with two ballots. No. You know, and, and, and to be honest, the whole thing with, look, you go to the voting precinct and you freaking vote. That needs to be the end of it. This whole mailing stuff every which way, up, up down, sideways, left, right, over, this is crazy. And, this, and again, this is the atmosphere that they've created where they can win via cheating massively. And again, even... The, one of the positive things, because every, all the negativity, one of the positive things is, even with all of the social media suppression, they still had to cheat with the ballots to even win. Because so the one, I guess one of the positive things is, is that people aren't buying anymore what social media and mainstream media are selling. So you still have to cheat. And again, they got some good percentages off suppressing that information, but it still wasn't enough to win by itself. Tie right over. Uh, it's absolutely true, which they are, and they absolutely are cheating. Um, and this, and then, this, and is just, this guy just got caught because he was high. How many other people are doing this that didn't pass out high? Yeah. Which, and the thing is, like, they, you know they've been cheating for a long time, like we've said, but they, they're, they're cheating, and they're not even necessarily all that good at it. I think it's just gone largely unnoticed mm -hmm. um, because nobody's really shined a light on it up until our recent presidential election. So um, I saw a clip the other day, and it's uh, we've actually got it. But it's a, uh, a mail-in ballot, which these mail-in ballots, like, that's, I mean, all that is is just an absolute, just 
easy way, and we just saw it just there, convicted felon. He's got hundreds of ballots. Like, but this kind of shows you a way that they could take your ballot, uh, do something with it, or why yours would be put into uh, maybe a different stack or maybe just disappear altogether. Yes. But this this shows a uh, it it shows an outlet to where that would be possible. Well, and, and to preface this before, so the listeners know exactly what this is, because a lot of the listeners don't follow this necessarily as closely as we do. But this is uh, Larry Elders, which is a black conservative commentator right, who's phenomenal. Um, and the polling is ahead of everyone else in the governor's recall election in California. So basically, if uh, 50% plus one vote to recall Newsom, El- Larry Elder stands the best chance of winning in the runoff for the recall. And so uh, this is what's going on. Make sure that you put yes. That means that, yes, you want Gavin Newsom to lose his job. Um, The next thing you're going to check is who you're going to vote for to replace him. I am going to vote for Larry Elder, and his box is on the back of the page. Um, I think that it is important that we unite around one candidate, but like I said, the most important thing is that we get him out. (laughs) Um, This is the sketchy part. This is the crazy part. So when you fold up your ballot, more than likely, it seems natural, you're just gonna slip this in, um, but you have to pay attention to these two holes that are in the front of the envelope you can see if someone from the outside of the mail-in ballot, you can see if somebody has voted yes to recall Newsom. This is so... That is outrageous. Like, I saw... I, I, I thought that I saw that one. I saw one where Larry Elder's name is right there in that fold. And so the machine can has a high potential. And because, make no mistake, and that's one of the things they proved in the presidential election, is you can set the um, adjudication rate based off or, or the um, the rejection rate for ballots, to, which would result rather in the ballots going to adjudication where they could be modified as the people see fit there. And so, for an example, if um, someone marked, you know, in really dark that it was obviously for candidate A and then there was a small wisp of ink on candidate B and it would be up to the interpretation of the person, you know, working the polls they're doing the adjudication process that, oh, okay, and, the, and there was documented evidence of this occurring, we're going to go with candidate B because we don't like candidate A. And so the fact that Larry Elder's name is in that fold, suspicious in the circumstance that it would lead to it being rejected yeah. and, and it, or either being rejected and adjudicated or completely disposed yeah. of. So for everyone that can't see this video, what that was was this lady had an actual mail-in ballot uh, for the recall of Gavin Newsom, and when she folded it up, and stuck it in the envelope. There was hole punches in in the envelope, which would all not line up just perfectly. But if you voted yes, if you circle filled in your little circle, filled it all in, you know, and uh, and you move the paper around inside of that envelope, if when you slid it down in there, it would line up to where you could see through the envelope. So technically, there wouldn't have to tamper with your ballot at all you can see it without unopening it yeah you don't you don't even necessarily have to open it to see what this person voted yeah or nay as far as to recall gavin newsom 
So, I mean, that's that's really clever on their part uh, now, to do that. Uh, was and she I was, trying to make people aware that that existed because you could turn your ballot around inside the envelope to where that portion would not be exposed? I think she said that's something I want you to be aware of because it's, yes. it's unless that was on both sides, which I don't believe that it, she didn't show that it was on the other side. So I'd assume she was just making people aware that it was oriented like that so that they could reverse it. I think was the but purpose of all of places to put. Oh, for sure. To, they, to yes, punch I mean, a hole yeah. in an envelope. Yeah. Why would you need to punch a hole in an envelope anyway? Which it, I don't. It, I mean, for if sorting, I was there and voting, which if I was there and voting, yeah. I'd be doing it in person. If if they even allow that now out there, but I, I would I would wrap that in in another piece of paper, then put the ballot in there so that it would be impossible to, to see through it. It's like something with some, some thick cardstock. But I'm sure there's rules about nothing else being in the dude, and that's yeah. and that's how they play the game. They cannot win if, if unless they cheat. And Gavin Newsom has done a horrific job throughout the entirety of the coronavirus and, and everything else. And not not to mention what you already said, he's a massive hypocrite. He did not obey his own coronavirus rules like none of the Democrats did. And and people are sick of it. And I don't. And I think this is proof positive because Larry Elder is not a little bit out in the polls. He's a lot out in the yes. polls. And they, and and there's a very and, and in fact <laughs> this is uh, uh, going to be awesome. Joe Biden's supposed to go to California to campaign. For for him, which is only going to hurt him. That's not going to help you, dude. So, which uh, Larry Elders is more libertarian than he yeah. is like a, a a conservative, but anything's better than this idiot, dude. Well, the thing is, like that the Larry Elder guy, like, and I don't I don't really know other than he's you know libertarian or whatever. Yeah, I he's a sharp read, guy. He's a very intelligent guy. But I know that he poses enough threat um, on CNN, uh, and we've got a clip. Um, uh, of of the commentators on CNN calling him the black face of white supremacy. So if that guy poses enough threat, like this guy, he's a black man. So, but but he poses enough threat to Gavin Newsom, and they know it that they have to what call a a black now black people are white supremacists. I yes. I don't. Yes, absolutely. And one of the things that he. Uh, he he just champions um, ideals within Before black culture. Before you pray, yeah, I'm listening. What happened? Come again? Um, Larry Elders just talks about you know black family values and he talks about a lot of things. But um, he's had a radio show for a long, long time. He's a really, really articulate and smart guy. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, Thomas Sowell is one of uh, the guys that inspired him. So no, he's he's a sharp he's a sharp guy. And Thomas Sowell was—he's a, a black economist, conservative, and he's—if um, you, uh, Candace Owens would talk a lot about uh, how inspirational he was to her. He's—he's he's another super, super sharp, brilliant guy. And in fact, <clears throat> when he was being educated, if I'm not mistaken, he was in like the, um, well, whatever—I I can't remember the particular names of those clubs, but it's basically um, espouses communistic ideals until he saw things that everything they were saying was was wrong, and that's how he became the way that he is. He's a very intelligent guy. And, of course, yes, the left hates, and I'm sure he's a, uh, the black face of white supremacy as well, but that's what, they, that's what they think of black America. Just like I said about law enforcement and police, they like you if they can use you. If they can't use you, they don't like you. That's it. Like, nothing more, nothing less. That's all there is to it. As long as they can use you as a leverage point and a tool to create division and then create power for themselves. They don't want anything to do with you. 
scholarship for dreamers um, should be happening. He's against in-state tuition, health care, and driver's licenses for the undocumented. How serious are the chances that this guy could be the next governor of California? Well, it's very serious because it's possible that the you know the, the majority of the people who are going to turn out are the people who are excited by Larry Elder's brand of you know extreme far right uh, beliefs, and and he just represents an incredible threat to immigrant rights and racial justice. The immense progress that California has made on these issues, and it would set a, a catastrophic precedent that would reverberate across. The country. I mean, and it's, it's ironic. This is a black man, and it just goes to show you that it is true that even people of color can be influenced by white supremacist narratives and fall victim to it, right? And I, I didn't hear him speak, but Rob Reiner, who I guess he's directed a few things, but his claim to fame was playing meathead on All in the Family. What, what, did, what opinion? His opinion is <laughs> meaningless. Like, dude, who? That, why is your stupid fat face all around on Twitter criticizing? conservatives dude you you're nobody like i just think it's crazy like this guy went his whole life and he probably didn't know that he was the black face of white supremacy oh yeah i, I mean I, that's the thing he would be welcome uh, as a black man at a kkk meeting all day long right yeah and i mean that's the thing like and that, that goes for all of our listeners and i hope you people are listening out there that you may not know it, be it black, white, Asian, you know, Hispanic, whatever, but white supremacy can creep up on you. Yeah, if you don't think that illegals should have driver's licenses, you're probably a white supremacist. If you don't believe in in-state tuition, like she just said, white supremacist. If you think that people should pay their own way and not abuse government handouts, if they're able to work, white supremacist. Uh, if you don't believe in student debt forgiveness you could be a white supremacist white supremacist i'm gonna do my conor mcgregor um i feel that maybe you're a white supremacist <laughs> is, that good? More, is that him that sounded more english than irish uh, uh, i feel that maybe well that's well yeah i feel that maybe uh, maybe you're a white supremacist I, I still can't take the English on the supremacist part. But speaking of that, there was some. I was watching a clip of an English show, and the, they were talking about white because you, as Joe Biden said, white supremacy is the scourge. It was actually white supremacists that set those bombs off. By the way, in Afghanistan, white supremacists because they're, they're they're the most dangerous terrorists that exist. And uh, she was just incredulous. If you if you find your children using words like normies. They might be a white supremacist. You need to monitor your child's communication for words like normie. And that's really verbatim what she said. And that's normie. exactly normie. See, and I think I, I think I saw a piece of the same what you're talking about. Ridiculous. I, I think they said that cuck. It was. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> if and you it, use the word cuck, you may be a white supremacist also. <laughs> if, you find your, if you're monitoring your children's text messages and they're saying something. Now it's starting to sound more Irish. <laughs> What, what on earth? <laughs> anyway, and you're monitoring the text messages and and you find the word cuckold. Probably, <laughs> they're probably not a white supremacist. They're probably a porn addict. <laughs> Freaking idiots. Yeah, Goodness. I don't know that that's, I mean, is that exclusive to whites? I, I don't, I don't really know about the ins and outs, no pun intended, of cuckoldry. Okay, whatever. Whatever, dude. Yeah, white cuckold is white supremacy, right? Okay, all right then. <laughs> like, 
Whatever. I do, yeah. What What are you gonna do? You know what I mean? What are you gonna do? I mean, anymore, you just have to kind of go with it. It's like, you know what? You're white supremacist. Yeah, okay. <laughs> exactly. I mean, what, what, that's where I'm yeah, at. I don't... I, don't. Uh, uh, <clears throat> I like to do... I could expend a lot of... Like, I, I could use a lot of energy and a lot of breath and emotion and trying to explain to you as to how this is stupid and that it's not white supremacy. Or, since you're such a brainless, spineless, just absolute lemming that you already think a word... Like cuck, <laughs> or, nor- white- <laughs> or normie. normies, yeah. which is something that we don't even use. You, usually, it, when it, you add a, like plural, like ies to anything, like <clears throat> plushies, normies, you know what I mean? Like that. That actually, that is not a characteristic of children to do that. Like it doesn't make things sound more childish, like we thought. It makes it sound more like white supremacy. Think about it. Add I E add plurality to any word you can think of. Like if, oh look, there's a bunch of Dories over there. Like <laughs> if there's a stack of doors, like that, yeah. that sounds like some stuff a, 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 a probably a homosexual kid would say, not like these hardened <laughs> white supremacist terrorists, dude. Like you know what I'm saying? Reverso, come up with a word that you can add some the the, the the plural version that makes it sound more scary. Yeah, all the white supremacists standing around said, you know, you guys made some funnies. <laughs> <laughs> what? Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, they're, yeah, they're all shaved head. Hey they're guys, in wife beaters and stuff. Like, <laughs> You guys want to get your gunnies out and yeah. go shooting? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you guys want to go burn some crossies? Yeah. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? What the hell is this? You people are that far removed from reality that you think this crap is real. If they're using words like nami or gane, <laughs> get the hell out of here, or dude. Cucky. Yeah. It's like kids don't call kids don't call gum gum, they call gummies. Cause it's for kids. Stupid. Jammies. You know, like, <laughs> it's it's all the same. All the dude. white supremacists sitting around in their white supremacist <laughs> jammies. <laughs> for real. They're they're ho- hoodies. <laughs> yeah, this is craziness. Bonkers. So I think the last one we got is the guy from California. He's in a, uh, his name's Matt Baker. And uh, that guy's opposing all of the vac- uh, vaccine passports and all that. And he gives a very fiery speech. Impassioned. And so w- one thing before we play this, because I guess this is what we're going to end with. Man, just don't back down. Like, like, And again, like this might not be for everybody, but speak your freaking mind. Like These people work for us, so... And I think it's awesome, too, because if anybody that wants to look this clip up, this guy looks... Like a Viking. Yeah, well, he's got a... He's he's a, a white dude, and he's red-faced this whole time, and he's got, like, these really long dreadlocks, and he doesn't look like what you would typically think Not a conservative all. would look yeah. like. So just know that people are out there and they may not look like you and they may not fit the bill of typical conservative blue collared person, but there are people out there and there are people, like you said, there's people in California that are so, fed up. dude. Yes. They're absolutely fed up, man. And kudos to this guy. Cause I mean, he goes on an absolute tirade. That's the wind of time 
That's the wind of history. That's the wind blowing through your ancestors' bones, begging you to do the right thing. Sir, can you please that state your name for the, the audio record? That is the wind that Matt Baker is calling upon from Ocean Beach. that is blowing through the black people, through the white people, through the Chinese people, through the Mexican-Americans, through the people that built this building with their bare hands to raise up this nation. They are begging you, and they are blowing through your veins, and they should be putting a tingle up the spine of your back, and they should be begging you to do the right thing. You're about to open a pit of hell. You do not get a vaccine passport put on us. You know, as the population who's in control, you know that the people or the politicians, once you get a power, you will never relinquish it. Do you think that the four feet of marble that holds you above high in this chamber will help you from the fate of humanity which you are unleashing. No! no! It won't! Your children and your children's children will be subjugated! They will be asked, how many vaccines have you had? Have you been a good little Nazi? Hail Fauci! There has been a lot of talk about the Nuremberg Code. Well, I brought you a copy. You are all in violation of Section 1. Yes, you, Dr. Wilton. You are in violation of the Nuremberg Code, which is international law, and the, de the definition is... Thank you, sir. Your time has expired. The definition, we shall not be coerced. All of this Continuing is coercion. The vaccine passport is coercion, and the penalty sir, for violating the Nuremberg Code is... ...violating the orientation of the meeting. Please take a seat. Please take a seat. And you'll notice that that guy's being pretty much cheered by everybody that's in capacity outside of the politicians that are in attendance. Good on him.